0: Hi there, I'm Sheena and this is the Lesbian Review Podcast. This podcast is a spin-off of the popular review site thelesbianreview.com where we review the best books with leading lesbians, bi or queer women. This season is focusing on getting hot and heavy by talking about sex and lesfic. We will be covering a range of topics and chatting to author guests. I'm Sheena and I'm joined today by author Monica McKellen. Monica, thank you for joining me. Yeah, so happy to be here. Today we're talking about sex, particularly to do with lesfic and fan fiction and sort of crossovers and a whole lot of stuff, which Monica is far more well-versed in than I am, so she's going to be taking us through most of this. Monica, before we get started, can you give us an overview on fandoms? What fandoms are we going to be looking at? First of all, at a very
1: high level love fan fiction in general. Uh, love when fan fiction specifically has sex in it. So I think that's probably why you invited me to talk about this today. But you know, I tend to read fan fiction for fandoms that I enjoy. Uh, so that would be Julie and Tina and that's the the fandom for which I wrote a very sex driven fanfic for, which I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit. I enjoy Way Hot. Sometimes I can get down with, uh, I tend to only read canon fanfic. So like on the show or the movie, the characters are actually together. But Supercorp is a very fun fandom. Uh, and, you know, even when you're watching the show in real life, it seems like those characters could be or should be together. and uh, They're doing everything to, to make you think that that should be the case. So Supercorp. Uh, and then, you know, if there's, a fic that people are talking about that say it's really good even if I haven't you know been a part of the fandom or don't watch the show like I'll go give it a try especially if it's you know a little bit shorter the super corp one I'm talking about I think is pushing 200,000 words at this point so it's a a monster of a work. but the little one shots that are like 2,000 3,000 words if people are saying it's really good you can just kind of pop over and read it you don't have all the context but it's still a good time.
0: Okay, cool. And for novices like myself, where do you find these fanfic uh, things and how do you know whether or not it's explicit?
1: Yeah, so uh, by far the the two largest sites for fanfic are fanfiction.net and Archive of Our Own, which you'll probably see people talk about as AO3 when they're referring to it online. I think for lesfic fanfic, for sure AO3 is a better resource. And it's what the lesbian community has gravitated to in the last couple of years. So there's better content there and newer content. And it's a more robust kind of look at what what people are producing today. But you know, when I was in my late teens, I started reading fanfic.net. And they had some amazing glee fanfic on there, which is how I actually got into fanfic. You know, and it kind of spiraled from there when I liked shows. Uh, Also, shout out to like some Carmilla fanfics, some Klexa fanfics, But those are really going to be the two big places. And I know that some people uh, post on Wattpad as well, but I'm not super familiar with Wattpad and don't read anything there. So don't want to misspeak on how that works. But the really cool thing about fanfics is... You can publish a one-shot, you can publish a novel that's in chapters all at once, or you can publish it as a serial, and you can publish it as you have time to publish it. So you have a really good opportunity to get real-time feedback. It almost becomes like this interactive experience if people are reading it and leaving comments. Uh, So you get to understand what people think about it, what they're excited to see next, Uh, And certainly, you know, some fanfic writers go in knowing what they're going to write, but some like that interactive process where they get feedback from readers uh, and kind of evolve the story based on how the conversation is going with each chapter that they've posted. Um, So that's kind of fanfic at a high level. And you were asking about where or how you kind of filter and sort fanfiction. So fanfiction, like everything, uh, comes in many size, shapes and forms. Again, down from those, you know, 1,000 word, just quick one shots to people writing 200,000 word sagas to then people that actually have, um, you know, what would be like a series of fanfics that are all tied together. So standalones, but evolving a story that they've been telling for a while. And then within that, I think there's like five or six different ratings. We're here to talk about sex in fanfics. So important to note, I really only concern myself with the top two, which are mature and explicit content hard line for me to draw on what the difference between those two is. I just always, you know, post anything that I write or filter first by explicit just to be safe. But it goes everywhere from beyond or below mature. It can be for teens. uh, It can be, I think, for everyone. And then there is an option to have like a no rating. And some people do that before they get into kind of anything more sexual and are usually pretty good about letting the reader know if that's Coming up in future chapters, if you read the chapter notes. And it's a very, I want to say, accommodating and self aware community. So you always get trigger warnings if there is going to be something. So it's kind of a, it's the best of both worlds where. There is certainly content that deviates from the norm on there, but you will always be warned or cautioned ahead of time so that if that's not what you're looking for, you can steer clear very easily. And if that is what you're looking for, you can find it all in
0: one place. Okay, cool. Let's talk about the role of fanfic where... I, I almost feel like fanfic picks up where there's sort of a gap.
1: Yeah, I think that's a great way to describe it. You know, for me, I wrote pretty much a novel-length fanfic, and I did things a little bit differently. It seems to be that people who enjoy writing start by writing fanfic because it's a little bit more anonymous, and you can get that feedback, like I was saying. But I had already published like three or four novels, uh, and I just had a lot of feelings about the Juliantina fandom that I really wanted to share, and it's a TV show. So um, I decided to write this fanfic, because exactly to your point, I felt like there was a gap. That's the the story that I was telling when I decided to write my fanfic. So, you know, with the medium of television, you can see what the characters see. There's a lot of stuff that you can do with TV or movies that you can't do in books. But the same is true in the inverse. And I think that there was a lot of emotional stuff that I wanted to explore It was supposed to be a one shot like I was planning on writing like a 3000 word one shot and it ended up being a a 70,000 word novel that kind of takes place over a weekend, like three months after the show ends. So I intentionally decided to go into the future while writing about scenes from the past and kind of what I felt like they were mentally going through at the time. With very healthy doses of sex sprinkled in, uh, that was very much a, a driving part of the plot for them. And a lot of people, you know, it really is a choose your own adventure. People that write fanfics, they may decide to do an AU, which is an alternate universe where the characters. Are themselves but they're in a completely separate situation maybe not all of the characters are there maybe if the show originally had a supernatural element the AU does not or vice versa so you know people can really do what they want with it you know before Sheena and I started recording we were talking about you know what we both enjoy reading and I don't really want to read what would be in books called a closed-door romance Or in fanfic, ideally, you know, the same thing. I want to read books and fics with sex in them. Some people don't seem to mind, uh, but that was just kind of the, you know, if there's a story that you want to read that hasn't been written yet, then you must be the one to write it. So that was, you know, that is why my fic was the way it was. And I think why I gravitate toward the types of stories that I do.
0: Have you ever wondered why?
1: Um, you know... Of all the things that keep me up at night, that's not, like, top of the list. I've Since we decided to do this podcast, I've, I've thought about it a little bit more. So I, I think I just enjoy stories that have sex in them as a part of the plot. You know, we've discussed before the difference kind of between, you know, what I see as, like, erotica and romance. And I don't really have an interest in reading straight erotica because that's almost to me like printed porn. And while there are, you know, very overtly sexual elements of the stories that I write, whether it's a published novel or the fanfic, it's definitely pushed by character growth and by the development of the story. And I try really hard to never just throw it in there for like gratuitous reasons. So I think, you know, to me, I enjoy it because I see that as a way that, people connect in a way that they can grow closer together. So I yeah, I think at the end of the day that's probably, you know, and I think it's hot. Um <laughs> if we're being completely honest, but I think that's probably the big thing. It's just that's one of my love languages.
0: What do you think that fanfic is doing that lesfic is not doing?
1: I mean, fanfic is really just a choose your own adventure and we could do this same podcast every year because the conversation changes so much with the lesbian visibility and the the shows that are coming out. But I I really think that fanfic gives this opportunity for exploration because for as much as to use the example of the fic that I wrote, the the Julian Tina fic and they are a canon couple from Amara Muerte, and they kiss on screen multiple times. It's very obvious they're together. The show was lauded for being such a good depiction of a romance between two women. And yet still, there was something even beyond that that I wanted to see because it was a little bit like if you give a mouse a cookie, they gave us so much and I still wanted more because it was so good. And I was like, but what if we take it just a little bit farther? You know, what if we do that? Um, so I think that it allows people to further explore ideas that they already like. I think it gives young questioning people for sure a safe, anonymous, free outlet. You know, there's no book to download on your Kindle. There's no, you don't even have to make a login to look at AO3, you can just search for content. You can't, you know, comment or write your own or anything if you don't. But I mean, until, I, this makes me sound like a horrible person, but until I wrote my own fic, I don't even think I had an AO3 account, which is really bad because if you can, you should make it and, you know, like and comment on what the writers are doing um, because that is their kind of fairy dust and it, it keeps them going. So would recommend doing that if you feel safe and able to. But I think it just, it explores stories that you want to be told in a certain way or that you wish had been done differently, or just characters that you're not ready to leave yet and you want to throw them into different situations and see what happens. It's kind of like grown up Barbie dolls. Like, but what if what if we go to the Wild West now, which is a real Way Hop pick that somebody's writing and it's like a hundred thousand words. And it's about Nicole ordering a mail order bride and Waverly showing up in the Wild West amazing fic but I got you know like pretty far in and there was no sex yet because it's more of a slow burn if there will even be sex I don't know but I prefer stories that have sex in them so it's you know not one that I go back to again and again and again but there are a couple of stories that I really enjoy and will read consistently Um, and the one that I was discussing with Super Corp, I think that It was a phenomenon before I ever saw it and I only knew about it because people in shared fandoms on Twitter were talking about it because I don't even watch Supergirl Uh, and then Supercorp as a fandom is not canon so again that's a negative on my list of wanting to read something but it had gotten an update after like months and months, and people were just losing their minds Uh, on Twitter talking about the fact that this update had come out. So I was like, well, I guess I have to read it. And I understand what the fuss was about. It was the perfect balance of a completely new AU story where Lena is the owner of a basketball team and Kara Danvers is the star player and they end up developing a relationship with one another but it's very plot driven but also, you know, has explicit sexual scenes and to me that was just, that's it. Like, that's exactly what I want to read in a fic. So even though I didn't even, as they say, I didn't even go there, I was very, very immersed in this fic and like everybody else, I'm anxiously awaiting a new chapter update.
0: Do you think that fanfic has a role to play in exploring kinks and normalizing them with characters that you already care about? Absolutely.
1: And, you know, I think people might assume that something would be a little bit easier to explore in a fandom but I or a fanfic, but I don't necessarily believe that's true because if you do something that's not very well written or fits within the construct of who that character is, because, you know, you can change in an AU, you can change whatever you want about somebody. You, you can have them be a different job, a different group of friends, a different whatever, but you really, you know, the really good ones, they keep those core facets of the person's personality. So anything, you know, external change, whatever, Uh, anything lifestyle change. But if it's not true to who they are, your readers won't like it. So if you're writing for you and, and you don't care if another person reads it, then yeah, you can explore anything. But the really, really good ones, I think, are the ones that bridge this gap between maybe the character didn't do this in a show Because it's not that type of show. If we're if we're talking about kink or talking about anything on television. But the way the writer writes it, it makes complete sense for them to have this experience in the fanfic. And I think sometimes that can also be very helpful for allowing the reader to realize something about themselves as well. That maybe there is more overlap in this situation than I thought, because I thought that X, Y, and Z or this kink, whatever, was For a person like this, but I'm seeing a person like this in this fic who I feel like I know and I feel like it's very organic and natural for them to be having this experience doing this thing. So I, I think that that's where it's really powerful and really helpful for, for bridging the gap. Because yeah, at the very least, it, it it exposes you to something if you're interested in it. But when fanfic does it really, really well, especially with fanfic, with sex or with kink, yeah, it allows you to kind of learn something about yourself through these characters that you already feel really connected to.
0: And I think that might actually be why a lot of publishers are starting to take on books that were originally fan fiction and sort of adapting them to be original fics because they want to bring in that young market who is who has discovered their, their love of reading and their queerness and, and acceptance and whatever it is in the fanfic world and they're hoping to bring them now on board to the lesfic world.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that it's a natural evolution. It was, you know, the same way that for a long time... People made YouTube videos and they were just kind of this siloed experience. But in the last, you know, five, six years, you've really seen a genre of people break out beyond YouTube, even though it started as this insular thing. And I very much think that fanfic is is the same type of situation where you originally have these writers who are kind of siloed in this world and people who love fanfic love fanfic but i think to the to the outside world sometimes it's a little bit weird I think that's two things. I think that's a conversation of privilege. When you see yourself and your stories always reflected on television and in books, you don't have to go looking for something else. So I don't fault them, you know, at most. I think people just think it's nerdy to be so into something. Like that's, the, you know, the worst thing anybody says about it. But I think it's just because, yeah, they've never had to to kind of screw ribble around and find themselves and find exactly the types of stories that they want to read. So I personally, you know, I know people are probably worried about how the fandom world will change and all of these things, if it does, if these books start getting adapted and then people write to get picked up and it's not so much for just like the love of the genre or the love of telling stories. But I think that that's a risk worth taking because I think it's, I enjoy that fanfic is coming into the mainstream and being more socially acceptable. Uh, And I think that that certainly is going to come with a a set of challenges, but I'm, I'm so excited that it's kind of getting the recognition that it deserves in the literary world.
0: I don't know if fanfic will ever evolve into something that is just like people wanting to be get picked up. I think the beating heart of fanfic is and will always be people just wanting to express all the feelings that they have about characters and to see a story that they are not seeing.
1: Absolutely. And the especially AO3, that's the only one I really use anymore, Archive of Our Own, they are very committed to kind of keeping the community um, as pure as possible in the sense of like you know I had written novels and if somebody would ask me if I had more work I'd be like oh you can go find me like here's my link and my account got banned for a period of time because you're not allowed to promote published works or works that you monetize in any way. So like I could post my way hot YouTube video which just exists and I make no money off of as like a fan but anything that was monetized for me you can't share on there it is just kind of this collection of people sharing stories and ideas and I I do think that's really cool yeah and I hope that lasts as long as it absolutely can but I also hope on the other side of it that good writers that maybe want to take writing to the next level are recognized and given, you know, maybe given more outlets to do so than they would have previously.
0: Well, I know at least two of the big publishing houses in Lesfic who are picking up specifically fanfic authors right now.
1: Yeah, that's very cool. I wasn't aware of that. And yeah, I'm independently published. So sometimes if it's not, you know, right in front of me being posted about, I won't see it. But yeah, I mean, I think that that's Absolutely great! I'm so excited for all of those authors. I wonder, you know, what type of stories because this this is a podcast about sex in lesbica, and I think the one specific one that we were talking about doesn't have sex in it. So I wonder if they will try to go more like a, a YA slant with less.
0: The one we were talking about is queer leaders, and that was picked up as part of a competition that Bella Books ran something to do with fanfics, and then they they picked one up to publish. And uh, I'm sketchy on the details. But Belle themselves are moving very much into the YA sector. They're publishing increasing amounts of very good YA novels for the, the queer sector. And not even just young lesbians. I just read one that was um, about a young trans boy. So that's interesting. The other one is Ilva Publishing. For a while now, they've been picking out authors from the fanfic sector, and as far as I can tell, Graphic Six is a part and parcel of those books.
1: Okay, yeah. You probably read far more romance novels than I do because I'm trying to be busy write th- writing them, even though that, that doesn't always happen as quickly as I would like. So, you know, I'll read a couple of them a month, but I'm just, I'm not in it as much anymore. Um, but I think it's so interesting that you... Having sex in a book is less important to you, and maybe that's because of the breadth and the scope of the types of books that you read, whether that be, you know, speculative fiction or a mystery or any, you know, anything uh, across the spectrum. But I tend to, because there is so much uh, coming out these days, I tend to only read like pure contemporary romance. That is what I want. I want a modern setting with two leads who maybe have external factors um playing in, but, you know, most likely like no big mystery, nothing to solve, no no sci-fi type element. And I, I don't know why, probably because I, I cut my teeth on reading straight romance novels for so long in my youth, because um, I've read thousands
0: of straight romance novels. And I love... <laughs> You're shaking your head. I, just, I, I, I couldn't. I couldn't. I tr- I think I tried, I think I tried like one or two straight romance novels and I just, I could not. Oh, uh, I hated it. I only actually started reading, like properly reading, because I, f- I didn't really read books until I found Lesfic And then I was just like, this. Yeah. I can't stop. I'm very, <laughs> very lesbian. It's just, you know. <laughs>
1: I wish everybody could see the gestures that Sheena's making on this call right now. They're not, they're not bad. They're just funny. It's very impassioned. This is one of the things you lose out on podcasts not being able to see stuff like this.
0: Thank you for spending your time with TLR. We rely on the support of listeners, patrons, and advertisers. So please click on our links to buy, check out the show notes to find our Patreon link and support our advertisers. You are listening to the Lesbian Review Podcast. We bring you the best lesbian books, movies, and music reviews on thelesbianreview.com.
1: I like sex in fanfic and lesfic, but with the caveat that it has to use the nomenclature that I am comfortable with. So, some descriptions of some body parts, I just find to be very much a turnoff. There's like a very specific set of words, I guess, now that I'm thinking about it, like I'm most comfortable or don't stumble over and feel kind of taken out of the moment when I'm when I'm reading a book. Um, So what I consider to be like more antiquated words, uh, those kind of drop me out of it. And certain just very graphic words I also don't like those, so there is for me like very much an element because when you're reading these, you still want to be immersed in the story. You still want it to feel because there's there's the author's voice and there's the character's voice. And I think sometimes I, I really have a problem if one of these scenes is being described and it feels like the author's the one describing it, not so much how the character would feel about it.
0: You see, this is why I don't mind not having sex. I would rather have a fade to black than a bad sex scene. Because for me, bad sex scenes are almost like worse than any other bad scene. Because it can be so bad.
1: Right, but don't, there's that like joke about like pizza when it's... Good. it's bad but even when it's bad it's still good like they describe sex like that and I know that that's not completely true but you know I I think if you're reading like one book a month and you have a lot writing on liking this one book or it takes you a long time to get through I think you feel differently like I will probably still finish that book with nomenclature and terms that I don't prefer or probably finish that fanfic. But I will just then understand something about myself and what I like to read. And I think that, you know, as we're growing as people, understanding what we don't like can be as important as understanding what we do like. And I think that that's another positive thing to be said about lesfic like i would never intentionally go find a book with certain kink elements or some other maybe like graphic or sensitive things of certain natures but if there is either a fanfic author who's written other works that i really like and i trust them to do a good job I might give it a try. Or if it's a pairing on a fandom, like a ship that I really like and I'm curious to see what the writer would do with this, I'll give it a try. And that kind of helps me explore things that I wouldn't necessarily do because I think if it's pretty on the edge of what is socially acceptable, uh, it probably won't be in you know a top 100 lesfic or lesrom book on Amazon.
0: Yes, but you shouldn't trust the Amazon list. You'd come to TLR and look at our lists. <laughs> that is true. Oh man, I made a big club there.
1: Every once in a while, you guys share that article that was written on like the Lesbian Review kind of reviews fanfics, or you share like yeah. a couple. I belong to none of those ships. And I haven't even watched, I think, any of those shows. And there was very specifically, I'm trying to remember what the show, wasn't Zena, Although Zena was referenced a lot.
0: Very specifically, we didn't do Xena fanfics on that list because it's such a, a hot topic that we did not want to be burned by it
1: the devil wears Prada. That's what kept coming up. And I was just shocked because I that is not a fandom I'm a part of. I think in the context of like everything I've already said, like I i like cannon ships and this was not they are not a cannon ship. And it's also like an age gap, which is a little bit less my thing. But yeah, a lot of the, the good wife so was on list. there. So do listen I don't have all of the names of them, but I'll run down. And this is a good example of me kind of things that I would never be okay with in real life. There are some really good sex-driven fanfics that I like. Stay the Night is the Supercorp one that I was talking about where Lena owns a basketball team and Kara is the star player. Halstein, which is what Carmilla and Laura from the web series Carmilla are referred to. Uh, So that is a non-vampire AU where... Laura is in a relationship with Danny and Carmilla is just her roommate and Carmilla and Laura start like a torrid affair cheating on Danny which is not a great thing and I don't condone cheating in real life and I don't think that you know I wouldn't even really want to read like a novel where that's happening but I just think this fic is so good and very sexy so definitely recommend that one.
0: You know, lesbians will riot with anything to do with cheating, right?
1: I know. Well, I added like four caveats before I told you. Um, <laughs> it's true, I'm, it's true. I'm doing what I can to like <laughs> protect everybody's soft hearts. But it's different because I'm sure there are a couple of like Lara and Danny shippers, but it is a fandom for Carmilla and Lara. So even though Lara is currently with somebody else, I think people are more able to suspend disliking it because you're like, oh, they're soulmates. They're meant to be together.
0: Yeah. The lesbian no cheating thing has a lot of, um, oh, but it's okay if uh, right. things. In, you know, so. <laughs> Oh, I mean, lesbians are wild. The
1: lies we all tell ourselves. And it's fine. <laughs> you know, I That's get true. it. I just, I think, and we've... We got into this a little bit on our Juli and Tina podcast, but I think that people are complex and good people make bad choices. And if you don't have characters start kind of down at the bottom, there's not a really good place for them to grow into. So I think that you have to make those choices, trusting that the writers or the showrunners will give those characters the space to grow. And I think that that is what is the biggest problem most lesbians have right now is that they don't trust that those things will be done. Um, I'm watching a a new TV show right now and I'm going through that exact same thing, Motherland. It, It just had like the fifth episode and it's a very overt, lesbian pairing with sex on the tv show but they're starting in like a very bad place and I'm just like I don't know one of them can come back from this so I have to decide never having watched this show it's in its first season not even knowing if it's going to get renewed if I invest my emotional energy which I already have I've written like 20 tweets about it in (laughs) shipping these characters because one of them seems kind of messed up right now so I yeah I we're always going to be mad about something. We want a lot and that's okay. But I think we have to know when to hold them and know when to fold them. And I think that, you know, if you're you're not happy with the stories that are being told, circle back to the idea that fanfic is a wonderful community to explore a fandom that you enjoy, meet other like-minded people, start conversations and get to tell the story that you want to tell.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good summary of it and you know now people know also where they can find these magical things apart from you who who's out there that they should be connecting with uh with regards to good fanfic wrecks
1: oh man so the lesbian review obviously um although you guys haven't published a new list in a minute but The great thing about the Lesbian Review is you, very good cross promotion. You post the fanfic and then you give a book, like a novel that somebody might like if they enjoy that fanfic, which I thought was an excellent touch. So I think, you know, you will find, if you're looking to connect with like the movers and shakers of a, A fandom community, specifically for fanfic. I have always found Tumblr to be really helpful for that because people post short snippets or they post links. So you type in like the ship name and pretty quickly, even though it's not a fanfiction website, you will get to people. And then also people will post like microfics or like a fic challenge for people to write a story about them because it's a a group of people that may not necessarily be writers but are all into the shared experience so tumblr is a great place but you kind of have to search through it like i said and then twitter again it's you know not everybody is super overt about writing it so there's a difference if you just want to read it and you want to leave a comment and thank the author ao 3 is where you're going to want to be Fanfic writers are a, a strange, kind of sneaky bunch sometimes. You'll be talking to one and not even know it. So you have to do a little bit more legwork on like the Twitter side to to connect with people because they are writers first, very much brand second. And they're really just doing it for the
0: love of the fic. Is there anything else you want to add to this that we haven't spoken about?
1: No. I think we we covered quite a bit today. I think my TLDR for anybody who just skips to the end, although I don't know why you would do that. But if you end up here and you've heard nothing else, I enjoy fanfic. I think it's an amazing medium. Uh, I think it's becoming a little more closely aligned with the traditional writing genre these days. And I think that that's part of, you know, with the advent of self-publishing, the quality and variation of novels has changed significantly. And I think that you've always seen that in fanfic as well. So I think fanfic readers are very adaptable at knowing that some fics are just going to be absolute trash and some are going to be on par with some of the best novels that you have ever read. So I think that when you're going into fanfic, if you have high standards for what you're reading, use those filter options. Sort by, you know, what level of graphicness you know you're comfortable with within your ship, as well as you can specifically make sure certain things Don't show up in the things that you review, and then beyond that, you can sort by like what has the most hits, what has the most comments, who's bookmarked it the most, or if you just want to read like stuff that's complete, you can also only sort or only have completed works. So, really make it work for you, but it's a, a very big, broad, messy world in fanfic, and you do kind of have to do the legwork to find find the the fix that you want to read but there are some really really amazing writers on there telling amazing stories and some very very good sex scenes.
0: It occurs to me we didn't actually talk about your fanfic.
1: Oh yeah I mean we can we can always talk about my fanfic. I we talked about it briefly because I had mentioned that Most people start with fanfic first uh, and either just stay in that world or then maybe move on to publishing original novels. But for me, I had already published four novels and Juliantino was in its heyday and I just had the show had ended and I had a lot of feelings and there was all of this talk of a movie or a second follow-up season, but none of that was none of that was confirmed yet. And the the fandom was just still going wild. So I, you know, I decided to write this story that was originally just gonna be a one shot, it was gonna be, you know, a smutty one shot, but it evolved into like this 30 or 40 chapter 70,000 page novel length work of me just talking about my feelings because every time I tried to go faster fade to black I just couldn't really make myself do it given how much I had to say about certain things so it takes place three months after the show ends completely canon in their world and it's just about them spending a weekend at a house together away from from everybody else kind of decompressing and talking about where their lives are now and and looking back on how they got to that point through what they had gone through on the show together with lots of sex
0: it's entirely sex okay so (laughs) (laughs) that's so funny because i don't see it that way (laughs) val brings a box home yeah and there's something in the box and she doesn't want jules to see it not until later and that's how it begins and there's a crazy amount of teasing and there's a crazy amount of foreplay before you get to you know the actual sex part of it so if that sounds like your cup of tea we'll add a link to the show notes where you can go find that yeah
1: I haven't read it in a while but you might you might be right because I was thinking about all the feelings not just the sex part of it and you know so the reason beyond just having feelings is, you know, we were talking about readers exploring stuff. As a writer, and I think you're you're going to do another podcast about like sex toys mm-hmm. as well. So I haven't written about any toys in any of my novels. And I was curious about how I would do that or what that would look like. So that's kind of how beyond just the feelings that's kind of how this came about because I was like well I've never done any anything like this it was a way for me to explore that before I put it into a novel
0: and have you since
1: (sighs) no not to that extent no not at all definitely helped me like learn to push boundaries a little bit more but no nothing like close to to where i went in in that pic
0: interesting why is that
1: i don't know i think well i mean probably because it took me 70,000 words to describe it and i was like well that's not you know <laughs> unless i want to write a 150,000 word book that's probably not really feasible so I, I think I need to to hone my craft a little bit better on those. But yeah, for me, there was a lot of like buildup and a lot of explanation and a lot of um, making you like feel connected to why the characters were doing these things or why this was all happening. So yeah, I just I have to learn to, to get a little more succinct with it.
0: This has been the Lesbian Review Podcast. Find more information on our guests in the show notes, as well as links to what we spoke about on this episode. And if you enjoyed this podcast and want to see us creating more awesome content, then consider becoming a patron. Not only does this mean that we can keep doing what we do, but you will get exclusive content that doesn't appear anywhere else. You can find out all about it on patreon.com slash thelesbianreview. The link is in the show notes. That's all for this episode. Bye.